Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good morning, everyone. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, January 6, 2020. First podcast of the uh, second season. And uh, happy to be here with you. And uh, today's topic is going to be on what industry consolidation might look like, specifically looking at streamers in the entertainment industry. Before we get to that, read a quick advertisement and we'll get right into the show. Eight Sleep, eightsleep.com. Let's make 2019 the last year you suffered from bad sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and John Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. Tough to get good sleep if you're too hot or cold. It's 2020, and now you have the pod by Eight Sleep. The pod is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. For the next next week, get $200 off your pod and a free gravity blanket for a total value of $500 only at 8sleep.com slash V-S-I-N. Again, that's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro. H-sleep.com slash pro. So folks, here we are this week and we are talking about what industry consolidation might look like. And specifically what we're referring to is Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Disney+, Apple+, and the soon-to-be-available streamers, HBO Max, Peacock, and Quibi. So with, with these different platforms, the latter of the three being launched probably sometime in the spring, the question becomes, will there be consolidation or expansion in the industry? Meaning that, will some of these companies buy each other, or will there be uh, more competition with these new, um, with these new ones launching? Now, there has been, there was a Hollywood Reporter article, and some of the experts had sort of come out and said that, you know, they've given their predictions on what they might think will happen in 2020 and beyond. And there was sort of some consensus amongst a few of the experts that there would definitely be some consolidation, meaning mergers and acquisitions. And some of those things um, include, um, Sort of, you know, potentially Apple plus Quibi and Peacock having a hard time competing with the established players. More likely the Apple plus and Quibi just because um, the level of content. You know, so, you know, ultimately in these situations, you either have strength through scale or you have strength in distributing and uh, producing and distributing award winning television shows and feature films. So, and again, you know, if you can have both of those, great. You know, if you can be a Netflix or an Amazon, wonderful. Um, but not everybody can sort of reach that level of success, right? So what happens to some of these new players coming in? And so some of the predictions were that we might see Sony or Netflix buy um, 
be bought by Amazon or Apple. Uh, we also may see Apple buy uh, Disney or uh, Netflix. And so it's an interesting proposition to think of something like that, you know, billion, multi-billion dollar, and in some sense, particularly with Apple and Amazon, potentially trillion dollar companies buying a Disney or a Netflix or, um, you know, or, or a Sony or whatever it might be. There's also been rumors of Lionsgate, MGM, and Sony consolidating to create a larger studio, or maybe each one of them are sold off uh, individually, or maybe the three of them decide to combine and become one company. So, you know, the fact remains that content is king, right? But it's also true that the quality of content and the scale of content matters. So meaning what you're producing and distributing matters, but also how much are you distributing? And I think that's where these power players like Amazon and uh, Netflix have been so popular with regard to getting subscribers and getting people to commit to the content because, um, because of the uh, sort of power of some of these sort of larger players. And, you know, particularly look at the Fox example, right? Fox is this very powerful entertainment company. They saw where the industry was going with streaming and everything else, and they, they made a bet. They said, hey, we're going to focus on sports and news, and we're going to sell our entertainment arm. And they made, you know, $85 billion in, in, in doing that and got rid of all their debt, at least on that side. And now you're seeing them getting to sports betting and some other stuff. So there's definitely been a lot of consolidation. Of course, the AT&T Time Warner example, you have Apple purchasing the A24 studio. Um, and you just, uh, and then obviously you, you, a few years back, you had the NBC Universal uh, getting together with Comcast. And then of course you have all these mobile deals, which are not mergers or acquisitions, but just deals that may sort of be a cue to the future in terms of looking at, you know, a Sprint offering Hulu for free or um, Verizon offering Disney Plus for free or Apple Plus offering, um, being offered for free to folks who buy a new Apple device uh, and offering that for one year. And then, of course, T-Mobile offering Netflix as well. So um, we have a lot, a lot of things going on and... And it sort of, it'll be interesting to see sort of how things develop, um, you know, from here. Now, there's a point to be made that uh, there could be too much consumer choice. Um, you know, there, there's been studies out there and there's some analytics and some data on, you know, streamers causing consumers to not only cut the cable cord, but also to cut out certain streamer subscriptions or not sign up at all from a position of decision paralysis and cost effectiveness. You know, you walk into the grocery store, right? And you, and you have a choice of 15 cereals. You may not even end up buying a cereal because you got too many choices. And streamer subscriptions can work that same way. And of course, if the subscriptions come to a point where you're paying so much, um, you know, then uh, you may create issues, right? Because um, then you get back to the point of, you know, you're sort of where you're at before when you had customers, um, you know, having satellite or cable packages, they generally were not going to have two, right? You're not going to have two satellite packages or two cable packages. You get to a point where you have enough content and you feel satisfied with that. And unless there's some show you really want to watch or whatever it might be. So we'll see how that plays out. 
And at this point, folks, we will take a our uh, second advertisement break. My bookie, Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've just seen what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. Now, of course, we know that uh, Patriots lost on Saturday, and so did the Saints lost today. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. And, of course, uh, the Texans uh, beat the Bills. But uh, there are some remaining bets. So head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the ball games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it. From the NBA to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is, is use the Believe promotion code, which is BLV, again, BLV, to activate the offer. Once again, that's that promotion code is BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. So, folks, that was our um, our second advertisement. And uh, I guess with that, uh, folks, be careful with regard to where you're at. If you're listening to this podcast, obviously state rules differ with regard to um, uh, betting, gambling, and then also federal regulations on some of that stuff too, with regard to state lines. But that being said, we'll get back to um, that little legal disclaimer. Uh, to give you a little heads up. We'll get back to uh, the topic for this week, which is uh, what industry consolidation might look like. So, um, you know, all those streamers are different, and they can uh, they are less expensive uh, than their cable and satellite you know competition. Having too many straight, uh, streamers can bring customers back to the level of spending, sort of where they cut in the first place, right? Now, and so this is sort of where streamers would be wise to use analytics to know what their customers want and do not want and how to best deliver it. Uh, the larger and more profitable companies in the world, like the Apples and the Amazons, have no problem buying, you know, up um, buying up down the line, com- you know, competitors. But for the smaller players. Um, you know, they either have to innovate, be sold, or consolidate themselves to, to compete, right? So, um, you know, ultimately maybe a mix of the aforementioned strategies will be implemented. Maybe they'll innovate, also sell off some, and then consolidate. You know, who knows? We've seen all three of those strategies be done by the same and multiple companies. And again, something to keep in mind, much like free agents being signed by another team in sports, there's only so much talent to go around, right? So in the entertainment space, there's only so many assets to go around in the sense that, you know, through time and opportunities, um, you know, opportunities generally diminish over time. So sort of thinking about that and, um, you know, if if all the sort of created content is already being sold and distributed by your competitors, you're not going to be in a really good spot. So that's going to be interesting to see sort of what some of the larger larger players and smaller players do with that. Now, one suggested thought 
is to add live or recorded sports to streaming platform. And this has been done a little bit through Hulu with the NHL playoffs. It's been done through YouTube on, and that's necessarily a streamer in the context of a Netflix or an Amazon um, because people are allowed to upload their own content to that platform. Um, less control in that sense, but YouTube's done it, Hulu's done it, and of course Amazon does it with Thursday Night Football, and they've more recently got into the Premier League um, uh, soccer uh, or sort of football, international football with regard to streaming some of that content. So we've seen some of that, and we've seen them dip into that, and we may continue to see more of that. More of that. Another thought is to use analytics to make sure business decisions are made with both human knowledge from experience and prior contracts and relationships, and data collected from customers on those platforms. You know, there's ways and there's programs out there where you can sort of scan the internet, pull off ticket prices, and then from your own knowledge of who your customer base is, determine how much to charge for tickets and what is the more likely consumer in terms of, you know, where are your profit margins? And is there a way to save money on maybe smaller sort of higher level tickets or less desirable tickets and going after maybe the folks who are likely to upgrade to a suite or something like that? The point is, is that the streamers can do the same thing and frankly are probably doing the same thing. Uh, but success in this business is really related to that now. Analytics is really a part of so many decisions being made. And, you know, if a Netflix can come along and go, hey, we're going to, um, you know, sort of scan data and find out what our customers want, then they can sort of produce content that way. They can distribute content that way, set their prices and all that. And there was even another prediction in that Hollywood, article, Hollywood Reporter article talking about how a lot of these streamers might be more willing now to release streaming data in terms of customers because there's a lot more competition, right? And uh, people, specifically talent, might want to know, and studios might want to know, okay, if we go to your platform, go to direct-to-consumer or license to your platform, how many people are going to see it and um, you know how much money is going to be made, right? So, again, analytics is going to be huge. A final thought is whether streamers you know, eventually become like cable channels of old, where, where you know, Netflix becomes a cable channel or satellite you know, station where you know, you're basically providing content to the internet providers and larger distribution platforms like the Amazon, um, uh, Amazon or um, Netflix, where those essentially become wider distribution platforms uh, for other people's content. And I think it's sort of where they have a lot of power. Now, I don't know about Netflix doing that because they've been very consistent about sticking with uh, either their content and or licensing specific content. Um, and frankly, you know, in terms of how large they are as a company, they're just not on the same level as Amazon with all the other things that Amazon has going on. But that being said, uh, I definitely, you can, there's a potential to see sort of some of these streamers becoming more like cable channels where they're still producing good content, but they're just doing it on somebody else's platform, right? And the difference here is that instead of being cable, you're doing it on a streamer and you're doing it through Wi-Fi or a hard, uh, hard cable uh, cord or something like that. So, um, you know, either way, the entertainment, media, and sports industries are ripe for change. And I think we've seen some of that and is likely to include significant consolidation in both acquisitions and in strategy. So we'll sort of see how things play out. Well, folks, that was uh, episode um, 
uh, first episode of 2020. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, being back with you next week and uh, wishing you a happy new year and a great week. Again, this is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.